come an hour before salah. Alhamdulillah. But I have seen with my own eyes people fighting, raising voices. Imam Sahib is breaking up a fight. Khatma Quran night in one country. <laughs> and in my, I'm sure it's happening in America too. So if this is, that should never happen in our masjid. If you want to be in the front row, then brother, you come early. Now don't bring piyaz and onions and, and samosas and sit in front row and eat your palau and biryani here. Because no, I want to eat the cake and have the cake. I want to be in the front row also and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go downstairs for dinner. I'm going to eat dinner here. No. That that's doesn't work like that. One day, you know what? You could just live off of iftar. If you really care about it, say, I'm not going to eat dinner. You're not going to die. If that's how important that is. So this is, this is the idea is that shaitan comes and makes, you know what it reminded me? Because when I was in Umrah one day, one person gave a bayan. He said, people, they love to do umrah upon umrah, umrah upon umrah. Okay? Which is, mashallah, good, fine. But he said, if that same person, if you tell him, bhai, you, your own sagab, bhai, your own brother, you haven't spoken to him for four years, after your wife started fighting, call him and ask forgiveness. He won't do that. He'll do all the umrahs. But he won't call his own blood brother, won't call his own mother, won't call his own father to apologize. But he's doing umrahs. This is the whole way shaitan misleads us. That my jannat is through this. No, your jannat is through everything. You have to make sure there's no haram happening anywhere. Yes, you can do nafil extra in one direction, but you cannot do haram. Nowhere can be haram there. Usurping people's rights, usurping Allah's rights, usurping the Prophet's rights, and say, I'm going to get to Jannah by serving the creation while not praying salah, does not work. I'm going to go protest for Palestine while missing Jummah. How does that work? One person told me, my ustad told me, he said, one day in South Africa, he said, one day he used to always be bashing America. So America is like this, America is like that, Morana, America is this, America is that. He said, okay. He said, these guys are the, cro- cro- you know, cro- the crooks of the world. One day, Morana saw that his uh, musalli wasn't there. Then he asked, but where were you? Where have you been gone? He said, no, I was to the embassy, this, that, that. He said, what's going on? He said, I'm going to America. He said, what? He said, yeah, my wife is expecting, so we want her to give birth in America so our son or daughter gets citizenship and then we can move. <laughs> so what a hypocrite, man. What a hypocrite. It's just slogans. Right? That's what it is. When it comes to you getting in and, and enjoying that so-called American dream, you're ready for it. But it's just slogans too, because it makes it feel like this is your iman. Iman, no one said you got to curse anyone. Iman, deen doesn't say, curse even Iblis. Stay away from Iblis. Seek protection Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from Iblis. But there's no, no, no mention of cursing any country, any place. No. Main thing is stay away from haram. So I just, I'm giving a bunch of examples of how shaitan misleads us every day. Right? It makes us do things which are not part of the deen and neglect things which are actually part of the deen. So preservation of the masjid, going back to that, that whole Islamic center concept. Have a beautiful, we have a gym, alhamdulillah. But that's why we, you know, when I see people coming, renting the gym and not praying, I'm like, done. This is not going to happen. If you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to rent the gym, you must pray. It's part of the rules. It's part of the rules. But sometimes people don't follow. Then you have to use hikmah. MashaAllah, may Allah reward our, you know, my brother. One day we came out of a meeting, Isha was happening over here. And we just saw there was noise there in that direction. Isha ki namaz shuru namaz started. Udarto, mashallah, full scale game is happening. People rented it. Now what to do? They're all grown men. They're 30s, 40s professionals. How, how, like, you know, not little kids. Hey, come to the masjid. You know, you, these are grown men. They're like, oh, we're in. We don't know what condition these people are in. So what he did, mashallah, with much hikmah, my brother, what he did, he went into the masjid, and he started in the gym, and he started praying salah right behind me. I was leaning over here. He started praying there. Allahu Akbar. He turned on the mic, because the mic is on. The speaker is there. But he started praying salah, facing the qibla. What happened? After a few minutes, one guy joined. Eventually, by the third or second rakat, alhamdulillah, the game stopped and everyone was in salah. Right? So you ha- we have to correct people, but you have to do it with wisdom. 
Because you don't want someone to actually then just say, Khalat, that's it, I'm never going to come to the masjid. But they have to be, if we didn't do that, then this would happen. Every Wednesday or every Thursday, whatever the case may be, people come and pray, play and not pray. So my point is, it's great to have a vibrant Islamic community center. Like in deen chahiye deen. Usme har ho deen ke alawa. You've got everything there besides deen. You've got everything in the Islamic center besides Islam. That's not, that doesn't work. Right? So we have to make sure that, uh, like I gave you the example of orange juice. Right? The other day. Orange juice. There's something called orange juice and there's something called beverage. Nowadays you go to the store and you're finding orange juice beverage. Why is it called beverage? It's got the same bottle, same ounces, same color, same texture, same smell. But it's not orange juice. It's called orange juice beverage. Because it does not have enough oranges squeezed in it to be allowed to be sold as orange juice by the FDA. So they have to add the word beverage. Because if there's no real juice in there. That's the point. Right? The deen, it looks like deen, it smells like deen, it's packaged like deen, but there's no deen in it. And so we have to be wary of these rip-offs. If you go to the store, if, you're not, if you don't read all these signs, you won't know the difference between Briars and Eddie's. They have the normal ice cream. And what's the other thing they call it? Frozen yogurt? Huh? Frozen dessert. Deco, kesa, kesa. Frozen, I swear you won't be able to, unless you know, you will not, be, it looks like it. It looks exactly like it. Only when you start tasting, what is this? You look it up, it says frozen dessert. What in the world is frozen dessert? Well, yeah, because there's two less cream and milk in it to be called ice cream. That's how the system works. Outside. You know, you're probably thinking, oh, prices, they talk about inflation. Prices are pretty steady for orange juice. Prices are pretty steady for uh, boxes of cereal. No, they're not. All of, every single box out there has been reduced. If you, I, I, I wash these things. From 17 ounce becomes 12 ounce. 12 ounce became 9 ounce. The price is the same. Cuties, you know cuties? This 3 pound cuties? Yeah? Now look at that. The new dhoka they started. 3 pound, they made it now the same price. They're like, oh, I looked it up, picked it up. It's not 3 pounds, it's actually. It was to always be what? 3 pounds. You guys know what I'm talking about? Small oranges. Always be 3 pounds. Always 3 pounds. Now it's the same price, but 2 pounds. <laughs> we live in a marketing dhoka era, an era of dajjal. It's all, you know, deception. The whole idea, why don't you, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? They slowly make these changes without us realizing it. Because most of the people don't realize. And they just go buy it and say, oh, the price is the same. No, it's not the same. You know, they are raising prices. Just, just, no, most, a lot of it is unjustified, unfortunately. Look what they did with the eggs. There, you know, for seven times the price, five times the price increase, and the, uh, you know, manufacturers of eggs have made billions of dollars, billions. The largest egg producer in this country, they, you know, when you ask each other, why has egg prices gone up? They say it's because possibly because of the bird flu. 50 million birds have been culled. Okay, it's a real story. So they, were, they interviewed, uh, they asked the CEO of the largest uh, egg producer in this country. You know what he said? He said, uh, our farm, none of our farms have been affected by it. So what was the whole price increase for? Khair, this is this dhoka and this deception is not happening in the dunya only, it's happening in our deen as well. And you need to be smart. Whose fault is it that you went overpaid for something that was, was well, you bought, if you bought something counterfeit, whose fault was that? Your fault. You should have looked for it. You can't go blame someone else. You need to look at it. Because they said beverage, or they said this, or they, they sold it. No one's going to care. You order something from China, and well, your money's gone, brother. On one present, you lost $25,000 buying something counterfeit. Go on, finish. So, but this, dunya, you lose it, no problem. You make a of sadaqah. Khalas, ya Allah, maaf kare, ya Allah. Make this a means of, you know, some problem going over from me. Just, whatever. Let, them, let these steal. Just be halal. Ya Allah, it's haram money. How did you convert it into sadaqah? By making niya that it becomes halal. Because you're not going to get the money back anyway. You get what I just said? 
If you're not going to get the money back anyway, then just say, I make it halal for them in the niyat of sadaqah. And then you, you say, why should I give these thieves sadaqah? No, ya Allah, it's about you. I'm making a deal with you. I'm giving this $25,000 sadaqah, I need you to forgive me. I need you to take care of this XYZ issue of mine. That's what it is. But the problem with deen counterfeit is, it's not just $25,000 loss. It's your akhirah's loss. Qabr is loss. Jahannam is there. That's why it's so important for us to be wary and aware of what's going on. I, I'm, you know, I'm asking Allah to give me that nur and give you all that nur to be able to figure out what's happening out there. So masjid is a very special place. Don't take that part, sujood part away from the masjid. Masjid's got to be a masjid. Should they, even that Hazrat say Mufti Sayyid Parampuri who I just spoke about the gym, he himself said every masjid must have a lobby, must have a non-masjid area. He said this in his bayans. He said the masjids are built, the whole only area is prayer hall. He said people have a natural need to talk. They have a natural need to socialize. You have to create a space for them to do so. So he was all for that too. Having places for relaxing and talking, chit-chatting. But, but the prayer hall space should be completely you know, reserved for ibadah. Right? Reserved for quietness. I cannot imagine going to a synagogue or a church. Uh, and we have the, 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 the bazaar mahol, the marketplace mahol in our masjids. Everyone's screaming, chit-chatting, guys and girls sitting next to you, they're looking at each other, talking to each other. You know, I cannot imagine the sacredness. We have non-Muslims coming here, and they, 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 all of a sudden, they're so quiet. And they, we, our Muslims look weird in front of them. Because the non-Muslims are being careful. They're sending emails, how should I dress? How should I dress? What should I wear? I'm coming to visit the mosque. They have an understanding that this place is sacred. We have to have a certain way of uh, dress code over here. Ubaidullah ibn Abi Ja'far narrated that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Man ajaba Allah, anyone who responds to the caller of Allah, wa ahsana imarata masajidillah, and makes the masjid of Allah flourish, kanat tuhfatuhu bithalika min Allahi al-jannah, he will be given the garden, yani paradise, as a reward from Allah. What did he do? The Mu'adhin said, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. He said, Labbaik, I'm here. And number two, he populated the masjid. He made the masjid flourish. Then Allah will give him Jannah. فَقِيلَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ مَا حُسْنُ عِمَارَةِ مَسَاجِدِ اللَّهِ Someone asked Messenger of Allah, what is meant by making the masjids of Allah flourish? قَالَ لَا يُرْفَعُ فِيهَا صَوْتٌ He said, do not raise your voice in it. وَلَا يُتَكَلَّمُ فِيهَا بِالرَّفَثِ And nor utter any obscenities there. That's why we should ensure that our masajid, our prayer halls remain as much as possible cell phone free. Because the people next to you, the guy next to you, in Tarawih, in Khatam Qur'an, is on TikTok, is on Facebook, is on Instagram. Sometimes I see from the lobby, guy sitting against the wall, and he has his phone out. It's, it's so horrible. But you're in the masjid. You're in the masjid. And this social media, every post has got naked men and women in there. Every single post has got someone showing their hair, at the very least, someone showing their chest, knees, back, and bare beyond that. All sorts of stuff. And it's on your phone because that's what you're always doing. Now you pull out your phone in the masjid. What is this? This is pornography in the masjid. How could this be allowed? How can we allow this to happen? We have to create a culture. MashaAllah, some people say, Oh, I'm so sorry, I don't have my phone with me. I have a bad habit leaving the masjid car. MashaAllah, I said, May Allah give all of us this habit. It's beautiful. You know, if there's no reason, if you are not directly dealing with the administration of the masjid, there's no reason for you to have your phone with you. When you come to the, the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? That's it. Because whoever's calling you, you call them afterwards. Right? Some people, real stories are happening now. In salah, they're answering, I'll call you right back. I'm in prayer. <laughs> people who witnessed this told me this. I'm not, this is not a joke. People said they've witnessed it. Some of, any of you witnessed it? Yeah. 
right here right subhanallah I'm in prayer I'll, put, I'll call you back maybe sometimes in sajda imagine that huh? in sajda you can see our already our namaz is so bad now we, would, we bring this phone in there now I'm sure many of us with the smart watch can probably you know also said you know prayer with a love you know in prayer praying for you love huh? smart watches so the idea is that we should ensure that in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no voice is raised and no obscenities are uttered so we should try our best to ensure that the youth especially here who are, uh, uh, Allah give us tawfiq to get ourselves off of social media say ameen but if you have this bad habit and you're like a smoker you're not going to immediately stop maybe he can tonight it'll be a day if anyone is smoking Allah give them tawfiq to stop smoking but if social media at least don't smoke in the masjid bhai don't smoke in the masjid can we at least agree on that? yeah don't come and smoke in the front row here right similarly do not put your social media and we'll go through that in the front row there's no one who's saying it there's people like me uh, you know people say this guy's crazy why is he so you know open and this that what I was in a masjid giving the khutbah the guy, third self a person the entire time he was on the phone I was giving the English talk after that I literally went up to him I said you left your work to come here you're sitting right in front of the entire khutbah on your phone like what are you doing I wanted to say is that you know like reality you have not benefited by coming you should just stay at work if you come here you're in the saf and you're on your phone the entire time what did he do he pick a fight with me punched me no he didn't he put his phone away simple people are great but there's no one to correct them three youngsters may Allah bless them and reward them yesterday I got very upset with them because they've been on their phone for a very long time in Atikaf and I went to them before I came up here for my late night session I said okay you choose either you stay here with, with your phones in the office or go home and they're you know back and forth they're listening to me as I'm saying this and back and forth and I said no I'm not taking I am not taking excuse it was written on the Atikaf form that you have to turn in your phone and if you have a problem with that you can go home I don't care you go home because I will not allow this masjid to be you know dirtied by this type of, of continuous behavior of people on their phones good kids but no one to tell them no one to say, you know what, this is how it's going to be. This is how we roll. You like it or leave it. MashaAllah, they liked it. Not only did they put away, Wallahi, they came to me afterward and say, thank you for being firm with us. We actually sat in the night talk and we benefited and we realized that this is a problem. Alhamdulillah. So that's the issue, right? There's just, we just don't put our foot down. Dads don't put their foot down. Dads don't put their foot down. I'm not the father, you know, but I'm, unfortunately as an imam, we have to do it. What are you going to do? And I told them, I said, go, go to all the other nearby masjids if you want to for etikaf, because I promise you no one's going to tell you anything there. No one will tell you over there. You're more than welcome to go spend the night there. But if in this masjid, if we have to be something different, this is something we need to do. I, you're my, like, I, you know, I don't know your name, but you're like a younger brother to me. I don't want you to be wasting. My son, I don't want him to be on the phone. I don't want my younger brother, if I had one, to be on the phone on the great nights of Ramadan sitting on the phone. Why should I allow you? That's the love that we're supposed to have for one another. That we're supposed to call, you know, not call each other out, but reprimand them nicely to say, and mashallah, I've consistently seen that. Alhamdulillah, people are willing to listen. Even non-Muslims, man, if you, if you speak about these issues, they're like, you know, you have a point. What you're saying is right. I speak to non-Muslims in the airplanes and this and that. We talk about all sorts of issues. And they, they're like, you know, this is the first time I'm hearing this perspective. And you're very right. You're very right that our society is, 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 is going towards degradation. We're losing morality. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right about these issues. But unfortunately, the priest and the rabbis and everyone else stop speaking about this. 
And so the world is going crazy. But if we have one, a few more people stand up, fathers, mothers, community members, a'imma of the masajid, with muhabba and wisdom saying, this is how we do, people will most definitely be willing to change. Muhammad ibn Mutraf narrated that Suhail ibn Hassan al-Kalabi said, إن الله لا يعطي العبد ما دام جالسا في المسجد بحضر الفرس الصريع ملء كشعه في الجنة وتصلي عليه الملائكة ويكتب له في الرباط الأكبر. Allah blesses a person who continues to sit in the masjid with an area in the garden that is covered by a fast galloping horse, a reward which will be to his heart's delight. If as long as you sit in the masjid, Allah will give you a huge garden in Jannah. <clears throat> that it would require a very fast galloping horse of paradise to cover that distance. Such a reward that will be to your heart's delight. The angels pray for the blessings upon such a person. And he will be recorded amongst those who participated in the great guarding of frontiers. Jihad. Frontiers. You don't want us to be jihad in Medina. You're, a part of the, you're at the barrack sitting in Medina. You're in the barrack sitting in Islamabad. Right? You're in barrack sitting in Washington DC or North Carolina barracks, whatever. And one is to be on the front line where it's like the exact army is bombarding that place. You're in the trenches. So now someone who sits in the masjid is being rewarded as guarding in the trenches. My beloved brothers were here with me and those who are not here. This is what we need. Every single day after Ramadan, never, 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 never allow a day to go by without you sitting in the masjid. Whether you're on vacation, don't go to them before you land and choose your vacation destination. Make sure you know, like you check out the halal restaurant places, you check out the kids for places for your kids to play. Check out what are the masjids. What are the masjids? This is reality. Every place, go for fajr. Kids are sleeping in the room. Wife can pray in the room. You go, go to the masjid. Drive 15 minutes, 10 minutes. You need that. A one-week vacation without visiting the house of Allah is going to destroy you. Do you not take your tablets? Don't you take your medication with you on your, on your... Don't you take your vitamins, your supplements on vacation? So similarly, we have to take our ibadah and dhikr and salah with us in vacation too. Go pray in the masajid. After Ramadan as well, make this commitment that every single day, we're all gonna pray at least one salah in the masjid. Say inshallah. You have a big problem at home, big problem at work, what do you do? Come to the masjid. The experience thing because I deal with a lot of stress of the community hearing this thing and that thing plus my own stress I'm a human being got my own problems then madrasa stress 450 students 100 staff members all this stress but subhanallah literally the salah jama time comes with Allah I'm sharing this with you my own experience that with all the stuff that's on my head worry stress anxiety come join the salah with jama and the salam is made, you sit down, done dhikr for a few minutes. Wallahi, 50% of that stress is gone. And I haven't even gotten to a solution. I don't even know what the solution is. But just coming and praying salah with jama'ah is so relaxing. How do you all feel? You agree with me? Right? We all know it. We're tasting it. How many of us came from stressful lives right now for etikaf? <laughs> you could have gone to a sleep clinic. You would have never benefited this much. You would have gone to therapy and pay thousands of dollars per night to go sleep in some special cubicle in some, some desert of Arizona, you wouldn't have slept so nicely. Huh, mashallah, you never snored, now you're snoring nicely that everyone else is waking up too. Yeah? Oh, what is this? You're eating well, you're sleeping well. How? Relaxed. I know you're all relaxed. This is the, not because, you know, you say, oh yeah, I'm relaxed, I'm not with my wife. <laughs> no, no. Astaghfirullah. You're relaxed because you've got Allah in your heart. 
right? And I want you to be relaxed when you have your wife next to you. I want you to be relaxed when you have your husband next to you. Shouldn't be the wives are sitting at home. Yeah, we're very relaxed because husband, sahab jo, we're enjoying life without our husband. No, 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 that's not, that's horrible. We should enjoy each other's company. Why are we not enjoying each other's company? Because you don't have deen. One of you two or both don't have deen in you. You have shaitan in you. That's why you don't enjoy each other's company. If the shaitan comes out, both of us, then inshallah, you will love staying with each other. That's how it is. You'll be looking forward to meeting one another after atikaf. You, you pray your salah, you'll say, I want rushing to go home because I want to spend some time with my spouse and my children. That's how it should be. And it must be. It must become like that. But we have, where, where's the solution for that? You say, I'm not like that right now. I don't want to go home. Why? Because no deen. Where's the solution for that? Solution is not in the uh, drugstore. Solution is not in the pharmacy. Solution is, not a, solution is in the house of Allah. Come to the house of Allah. Cry to Allah Azza wa Jal. Ask, Ya Allah, how do I get out of this mess? How can my spouse become the source of the happiness of my wife? And this is mentioned in the Quran, right? Yalla, make my children and my spouse the source of the coolness of my eyes. This is maqsood, maqsood. This is what is supposed to be that your children and your spouse are supposed to become a means of happiness for you and not a means of stress. May Allah grant us all such children and spouses. Ameen Abul Alameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring mahabba and love and harmony in our homes. So by coming and sitting in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is where, this is where you will get this. <clears throat> Abdullah ibn Mu'addin said he heard Sa'id ibn Musayyib saying, Man jalasa fil masjidi, aw man jalasa fil majlisi fa innama yujalisu rabbahu. Whoever sits in the masjid or whoever sits in the, in the gathering sits in the company of his Lord. Right? It is therefore not appropriate for him to say anything but good. So as long as you're in the masjid, as long as you're in the masjid, then be careful because who are you sitting with? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. Um, so this is uh, an amazing thing that when we come into the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we should genuinely feel so special and I want all of us here who tasted the sweetness of being here my request for you is please start loving just the way Allah showed His love to you by allowing you to be here show this love to someone else show this love to so what should you do? what, what am I saying? invite other people make a list before you leave whether you're in Sunnah Etikaf, Nafil Etikaf, or just join here today for a few hours, make a list of people who you care for. And say, these are the people, inshallah, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to go to their house. I'm going to take a gift basket on Eid. I'm going to try my best. Try with hook or crook. He's going to be thinking, man, what you want? You want to sign me? You want to have me sign a contract? What is this guy after? And wallahi, you have nothing besides him getting connected with Allah. That hub fillah, love for Allah, is something which is super powerful. All your needs will get fulfilled through that action, inshallah. Because Allah loves that. When you care for his servants, who do who do you who do you like? If I care for your son and I teach your son, you're gonna love me for that. If you see my son wearing off and you brag, you grab him, save him from an oncoming car, and you bring him to me, how am I how am I gonna give you a hug? Allah loves those servants of His who care about His servants who are running away, and He grab holds them of them and brings them to the masjid. Allah here, This runaway slave, I brought him back to you. Allah loves that man. Allah loves that woman who connects those people. So tonight and today, go through your friends list and figure out, don't write off anyone. Imagine if Allah wrote you off. We were not all sitting here, you know, born with turbans. 
We're all sinful people. But Allah for some reason, this year, right now, at this moment, decided to show His mercy upon us and allowed us to be here. We have to perpetuate this, this mercy and, and show mercy to others by getting them connected to the masjid. Don't ever say he's too far, he's too far off. You don't know whose heart will change. Allahu Akbar, can anyone seriously harm the deen more than Khalid bin Walid or more than, uh, you know, uh, Wahshi? Like, you know what I mean? Seriously, harm Rasulullah man. Like, seriously. Physically make him bleed, break his teeth, make him wounded, make his sahaba shaheed. This is Allah. He gives hidayah to whoever he wants, whenever he wants. No one can be written off. No one can be written off. Just bring them to the environment of the masjid and inshallah it will change. I give you this job right now. You have one and a half hour for Aisha, approximately. Right now, right now also, Maghrib time, immediately after Maghrib, call people by Ajah. Just come. Just come. I'll get you a spot in parking. Right? Just come. I'll pay for your Uber. You know, no problem. Just, just get over here. All of us, I know we have 10 people in Chicago who are subhanAllah very far away from the deen. And it just literally takes 45 minutes for them to get from any end of Chicago to be here, any suburb. Call them tonight. Those who are already praying in another masjid, we're not talking about them. Those who are sitting at home, those who haven't fasted, those who haven't prayed, get them to come. And if you're from out of state, the program will be live streamed. Tell them, okay, I'm not praying. Okay, no, I'm not fasting. Okay, just listen to the live stream. Just listen. Alhamdulillah, inshallah, if they're sincere and you're sincere, Allah will give them hidayah just by listening. Inshallah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make these words come true for myself and all of us. May He allow us to become pegs of the masjid. May He allow us to feel so uncomfortable when we leave the masjid like fish out of the water. May He allow us never to have a single day of our life in which we don't visit the house of Allah. May He allow every time we come to His house to feel like we are visiting Him and allow us to walk away with so many blessings as though we have left His, His palace and He would never let us go without filling our, our pockets and our, our, our laps with immense blessings. Amin. I request everyone inshallah to head downstairs uh, uh, for the dua. Downstairs for Atikaf brothers and all the brothers here. Everyone move downstairs. Inshallah Mufti Minhaj will be doing a special dua for the volunteers and the brothers in doing Atikaf. And I will be doing it for those who are in live stream inshallah. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم انت السلام انك السلام وتبارك ايها الجلال والاكرام اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك اللهم يا حي يا قيوم يا احد الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين سبحان الله وبحمده عدد خلقه ورضا نفسه وزنه عرشه ومداد كلماته اللهم لك الحمد حمدا دائما مع دوامك ولك الحمد حمدا خالدا مع خلودك ولك الحمد حمدا حتى ترضى ولك الحمد حمدا اذا رضيت سبحان الله وبحمده عدد خلقه 
ورضا نفسه وزنة عرشه ومداد كلماته اللهم يا حنان يا منان يا بديع السماوات والأرض يا ذا الجلال والإكرام لا إله إلا هو الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم إنا نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدعنا في مقامنا هذا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا دينا إلا قضيته ولا ضالا إلا هديته ولا سائلا إلا أعطيته ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا والآخرة هي لك رضا ولنا فيها صلاح إلا عنتنا ويسرتها لنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأحوال والآفات وتقديرنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك على درجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة بعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين اللهم ربنا آتينا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا أفرق علينا الصبر وتوفنا مسلمين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا المتقين إماما ربنا لا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف الرحيم ربنا رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرة رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرة رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرة لا إله إلا أن سبحانك إني كنت بنا ظالمين حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل على الله توكلنا حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل على الله توكلنا حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل على الله توكلنا حسبنا الله لما أهمنا حسبنا الله لمن بغى علينا حسبنا الله لمن حسدنا حسبنا الله لمن كادنا بسوء حسبنا الله عند الموت حسبنا الله عند السؤال في القبر حسبنا الله عند الميزان حسبنا الله عند الصراط حسبنا الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلنا وهو رب العرش العظيم اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فعفو عنا اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فعفو عنا اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فعفو عنا اللهم مغفرتك أوسع من ذنوبنا ورحمتك أرجع عندنا من عملنا اللهم مغفرتك أوسع من ذنوبنا ورحمتك أرجع عندنا من عملنا اللهم أصلح لنا ديننا الذي وعصمة أمرنا وأصلح لنا دنيانا التي فيها معاشنا وأصلح لنا آخرتنا التي فيها معادنا وجعل الحياة زيادة لنا في كل خير وجعل الموت راحة لنا من كل شر والله we ask you to accept our fast. Oh Allah, we ask you to accept our fast. Oh Allah, we ask you to accept our good deeds. Oh Allah, we ask you to accept everything which we have done, although none of them are being worthy of acceptance. Oh Allah, every single action of ours is fully flawed, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we are not sincere in our actions. We don't do our actions according to the sunnah. We don't do it with the proper desire that it ought to be done. Oh Allah, the methodology is incorrect. Every single aspect of every action of ours is filled with flaws and mistakes. Oh Allah, if you were to judge it based on its face value, then it definitely will not be worthy of acceptance, but rather it would be worthy of being rejected. Oh Allah, but we ask you in the name of your grace, in the name of your honor, in the name of your generous generosity, in the name of your benevolence, oh Allah, in the name of your love for us, in the name of the fact that you are a Rabb, that you accept all of these actions of ours. Oh Allah, please overlook our mistakes, overlook our faults, overlook our major and minor sins. Oh Allah, overlook our insincerity, overlook our hypocrisy, overlook our dual, double-sided life, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, overlook all the major and minor mistakes we are doing collectively and individually. Oh Allah, Allah, oh Allah, please protect, forgive us for the misuse of our tongue, misuse of our eyes, misuse of our ears, misuse of our mind and heart. Oh Allah, misuse of all our deeds, ya Allah, actually, limbs of our body. Oh Allah, oh Allah, we ask you, Allah, our heart is in your hands. Our forehead, forelock is in your hands. Oh Allah, pull us towards you. Oh Allah, pull us towards your masjid, pull us towards your deen. Oh Allah, if we are pushing away from you, bring us back. Oh Allah, if we're, giving our, if we're turning our back to you, turn us around. Oh Allah, we cannot handle your wrath. We cannot handle the punishment of the grave. We cannot handle the burning fire of Jahannam. Oh Allah, we're too weak. 
We, do not, we are not disobeying you out of audacity. We're not disobeying you out of shamelessness. We're disobeying you because shaitan and nafs have gotten to us. Oh Allah, we have become very weak, Ya Allah, in pushing back against shaitan and nafs. Oh Allah, no one can give us a strong willpower besides you. No one can grant us the ability to overpower our nafs and shaitan besides you. I beg you, Ya Allah, in these blessed last moments of this blessed month, Oh Allah, and the last, yeah, last moments of, of this blessed day, we ask you Allah to grant all of us the special ruhaniyat that is required to be able to lead a life that is pleasing to you. Grant us all that ruhaniyat and spirituality that will grant us a life that is according to the sunnah, ya Allah. Oh Allah, allow all of us to know what we should be doing now moving forward. Ya Allah, please allow us to distinguish right from wrong. Stand up for the truth, no matter how few people they may be. <clears throat> and Ya Allah, stay away and shun the falsehood, no matter how, how the majority may be on that end. Oh Allah, we ask you to put barakah in our halal risk. Protect us from haram earnings. Protect us from haram in home earnings. Remove any and all interest from our houses. Remove any and all riba from our businesses and our homes and our cars and our education and our children's lives. Oh Allah, we ask you to make our incomes purely halal. Make our investments purely halal. Make our spendings purely halal. Oh Allah, allow the method that we lead our life to be in accordance to the deen, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask you, Allah, to put mahabba and love between us and our spouses, between our parents and our children, and between siblings. Oh Allah, those who are, who are need to get married, provide for them the very best and the most amazing, loving, caring, God-fearing spouses, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, make all the husbands and girls, the wives and the, the men and the women who are not married. Oh Allah, make every one of them marriageable material. Allow them all to work on their own selves to become marriageable material. Allow them all to work on their own spirituality, Ya Allah. And allow then, Ya Allah, their marriages to become facilitated for them, Ya Allah. All of those who are already married, Ya Allah, we ask, Ya Allah, whatever issues they're suffering from, whatever difficulties they're suffering at the hands of their spouses, to remove those difficulties. Grant us hope, grant us peace in our homes. <laughs> oh Allah, we ask you to allow us all to utilize those actions and those a'mal and those deeds and those methods to bring peace in our home, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask you all to allow us to be compassionate reciters and students of the Qur'an. Allow us all to learn the meanings, to study the meanings and study the tafsir of the Qur'an, to implement into our lives and invite others as well. Oh Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, that this blessed last odd night and more than likely the last night of Ramadan, allow this to be spent in the most productive manner. Oh Allah, I beg you to save us, any one of us from wasting our time on this last night. Allow us to be spent, Ya Allah, in the most productive manner. Allow us all to make such powerful du'as that we all need in our lives and the ummah needs. Oh Allah, allow every one of us to be able to make such beautiful du'as that it will shake your arsh and your throne. And you will immediately, Ya Allah, give us these things. And we'll make it a means of getting, Ya Allah, connection to you and the masjid as well, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask you to grant us all the good that Rasulullah had asked you of. And we seek refuge in you from all the evil that Rasulullah sought refuge in you from. Subhanallah, Rabbika, Rabbil Azati, Amma Yasifun. Wassalamun ala al-Mursaleen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.